Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, oh, well, as you know, I went, I went to my blues, you know, so uh, I'm a kind of guy who, you know, a honky tonk, and, you know, I have a suspicious mind and, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of guy who talks, but sometimes I just want to have a little, a little less conversation, you know. You have, it's interspersed with different cuts, right? And I guess what the director was trying to, uh, to achieve was this kind of, this disorientation. And whilst I was watching the movie, I did feel disoriented. Uh, but yeah, I, I went to see this film. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I went in there thinking this is going to be a bit, you know, bog standard and whatever. But it Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Flicksters. I'm Amar, and on the other end of the line is... You got me, Duval. <laughs> and <laughs> we are going to be bringing you movie news, film reviews, hidden gems, and anniversary corner, and loads of other stuff. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and we hope you enjoy it. Devaldo, how's it going, my friend? What's new? What's the latest? Oh, What's going down in London it's town? Going, it's going dandy. From last week's show, some people may have heard some ruckus in the background. Well, the news is I was getting my uh, my place uh, sort of done up, bathroom and kitchen. So apologies if you heard any drilling in the background. But now it's all done. A uh, bit of a cleanup going on here. But apart from that, everything's done now so I can relax and have my, my, have my two-hour soaks in the bath as I love to have. Exactly. Yeah, of course. And um, any like any any plans for the weekend? Like, what you got plans for the weekend? Any weddings that you got to go to the parties or anything like that? <laughs> just a, a couple of meetups, uh, football, uh, and family. Really, uh, just the usuals, I'd say. Okay, just the usuals. Cool. All right, nice one. Just the usuals. All right, okay. So look, uh, folks, we're gonna start off with some shout outs and. Yeah, man, there's, you know, people getting in touch with us and kind of, you know, loving the stuff that we're putting out there. And first up, we've got Made Up Universe. Now, you may remember, ladies and gentlemen, Made Up Universe, we did a podcast special and it was about Marvel. Well, actually, it was before the release of Marvel Endgame, right, Deval? That's right. Yeah, that's right. So what we said was we were going to link up with someone who's, who's, kind of instagram channel is all about marvel you know we got talking we we you know we started sharing posts and stuff like that so you know we got this kind of dialogue going and we thought you know what it'd be a really really good idea just to link up with someone else and speak about the marvel stuff that's coming out and we did a podcast special and it was brilliant so it was me you made up universe aka mikhail mikhail yes and mikhail i forgot to say mikhail congratulations congratulations on the big news man we saw the instagram post you just got recently you just got got hitched yep i got married so, yeah, man. Got, yeah got got hitched yeah, yeah sorry full, full whack you got married yeah that's it that's it man that's the end of uh end of the sing- end of singletons <laughs> end of the single life another one bites the dust <laughs> another one bites the dust mikhail this is truly the end game now mate so listen prepare yourself nice one nice one but then again part of the journey is the end (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah man we got a big shout out to made up universe um check out his youtube channel it's uh you can just put in made up universe and his youtube channel's got lots of videos all about marvel dc uh anything to do with comics actually even toys he likes toys as well so if you want to get some more info on that check out his youtube channel 
Right on. Yeah. And who else are we shouting out this week? Uh, next shout out goes to Ace underscore T Lambo. And uh, he, had... <laughs> why are you laughing? You know it what? Just I, have to Lambo. Is, yeah, I have to, I know people's actual names, but you know, like, you know, privacy and all that kind of thing. So sure, I actually yeah, have yeah. to say the names that they go by on their Instagram and Facebook or whatever. That way it's like, it's public. I can't get in trouble for saying something that's public, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so, <laughs> so that's, yeah. So Ace underscore T Lambo. Uh, he, yeah. He, he gave us a shout out. We, we put a post on for uh, the, the, the news that we'll talk about a bit later. That's four. Sorry. Thor. Number four. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Four, four, yeah. Chris Hemsworth is going to be playing the character of Thor for the fourth time. And it's been announced now. So we put a post on that on Instagram and, and Facebook. And uh, Ace underscore T Lambo said, yep, loves it. He'll lo- love to see the film. But he also gave us some tips, actually, which we like because, you know, we're not no gurus when it comes to social media, which is why we, yeah. you know, enlist in the help of people like Erica, who's a marketing genius. Uh, but uh, Ace underscore T Lambo said, why don't you guys use Instagram TV? And I was like, you what? Instagram TV, you can put on your videos, put on some content in like you know bite-sized snippets i was like okay cool so that's something we're gonna have to do we are gonna definitely look into it yeah because when he said that i was like shit yeah because i'm seeing IGTV all over the place and i'm like it just did not even occur to us that we should be putting out videos of me and you just like what just stuff just you know content this is push push our agenda out there duval come on what are we waiting for (laughs) Um, so yeah, so no, Ace uh, T Lambo, thank you very much for that little tip. We will be putting stuff out there and hope you like it. And, um, if you do like it, share it. Why not? And also, oh, let's just say a big up to Sandy, Sandy F, Mm. who is listening or following us all the way from down Chile. So this is our South American listeners. Ah. Sandy, yep, Sandy, uh, I've known for a while now. So um, Sandy, you know what? You are, her photographs, listen, she's got some amazing, amazing art. So oh. her channel is all about the photographs that she takes and everything. And um, okay. yeah, man. So Sandy and I, we go back way back. And um, it's always great to hear from people who are on the other side of the universe. And you know what? When they when they kind of like, you know, hit that like button, it's always kind of like, yeah, man, you know, they got a bit of love for us. So I love that, Sandy. Listen, you're always there. And uh, we got a big love for you as well, man. So keep a... Uh, keep uh, keep the likes coming and uh, I'm I'm always loving your pictures so keep posting those stuff up so mm. those are your shout outs this week ladies and gentlemen and we must move on to movie news because there's some new hot stuff coming out hot, of the press right now. Hot stuff, you know? And hey, listen, <laughs> you know what, Deval, you know, I remember you you watched A Quiet Place when it first came out and you were raving about the movie. <laughs> you, you, you raved about this movie when it came out and I totally missed it. I was kind of like, what? I didn't catch it in the cinema. I know. What? And then I, and then I watched it afterwards and you know what? It was a cracking movie. The way that movie ended and then you kind of like hinted like you know a couple of episodes ago that you know the the filming's already begun and they're doing you know some filming and everything but tell us what else what other nuggets can you give us about uh, a quiet place part two yeah so actually it's uh just like the first one it came out of nowhere literally and this one is looking like <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez. <laughs> things happen, you know. Things can happen, you know. Just coming out of nowhere, out of the blue. But, uh, you know, this one looks looks like it may do something similar. A lot of the details are, are being kept under a shroud. What we do know so far is that it is going to be directed by John Krasinski again. And uh, that's, the, that's the behind the scenes photo that he published on his uh, social media a few days ago of the director's chair with his name in it. Uh, so, so it looks like the film's going to be in good hands. I don't know anything about it so far. I don't know if it's going to be a prequel, if it's going to be a continuation, if it's going to be, you know, literally, uh, you know, set in, I don't know, like maybe minutes after what we saw with the, with the first one. Who knows? But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit tentative about this one because the first one was so good. It came out of nowhere. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to, you know, meet expectations when you've come out of nowhere. So I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. I've just got uh, mixed expectations for this one. So I'm just going to try and keep them low. Yeah. Keep them low, but yeah. Totally. No, I, I, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And that's happened so many times before where we have expectations for movies and then we get our fingers burnt and we're like, oh shit. Like we waited all that time just for that. And then obviously it can go the other way around where we can be like, you know, pleasantly surprised and stuff. So hopefully, hopefully having John Krasinski on board um, is going to, you know, obviously, you know, uh, help the film out. But here's a quick question. Tim Miller, Duval, was in the news recently. He of Deadpool fame. He directed the first Deadpool and um, he was being interviewed recently. And he was like, look, this was the first time that he actually spoke about Deadpool 2 and you know what he he famously he he left the uh, Deadpool 2 and they say creative differences we don't know what that was but he was being interviewed he was asked the question you know how do you feel about Deadpool 2 and he said look you know what it's great you know what they did the, the direction that they took the movie it, it, it was great I had my own ideas and what they've done is 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 you know, they, they've extended the story. They've kind of taken the characters in different directions. So my quick question to you, Devaldo, is how important is it to have the original director attached to, to sequels? You know that is a, that's a really interesting question. I'm glad you asked that because history has shown us that in many cases, it's a good thing. In many cases, it is a good thing. Uh, you get the continuity, you get the understanding of the characters. Uh, they know how to handle the characters' uh, progression, the narrative, and they know how to continue the story. In most cases, yes. Uh, but, 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 I will say in some cases, it has been shown that a different director can be a great thing. I mean, one example, uh, Empire Strikes Back. You know, that's meant to be one of the best yeah. Star Wars ever. Uh, the first Star Wars, well, you know, I guess in order of uh, release dates, but uh, the first one was directed by George Lucas. Uh, and obviously, you know, it was a, the mm. first one, it, he struggled to get it out and, you know, all these different challenges. But the second one was directed by someone else. I can't remember his name, but it was di directed by somebody else. And that one was, you know, great. Sure. You know, so, I mean, look at Jurassic Park. The first one was directed by Steven Spielberg. Second one wasn't. Uh, the, 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 mm -hmm. the second one I still liked, but mm. people said it wasn't, it's, it's, it's just not the masterpiece the first one was. But, sure. you know, you, you get these situations that happen. I mean, Sean Gunn, uh, not Sean Gunn, sorry, James Gunn, first Jurassic, first uh, Guardians, yes. Second Guardians, yes. Third one, yes. 
if he didn't, and if Taika Waititi, for example, directed the second one and it was great, then this conversation will be mixed again. Sometimes fresh eyes, fresh energy mm. does do, you know, a good thing, you know, but look at, look at the uh, Civil War, look at Winter Soldier, look at Infinity War, same directors and it, the films are just, are just great, you know? So I find it hard to answer that question. Yeah. But yeah, yeah with, with, with Deadpool, I mean, the first one came out of nowhere and just shocked everyone. You know, it was so different. It was, you know, really R-rated and just in your face. The second one continued it with a bigger budget, more characters. So it was different, but, you know, it was still good. I really enjoyed it. De- definitely enjoyable. And um, and w- just finally on this, one of the things that uh, Miller said in the interview was he would have made the second part with a lower budget. He didn't want to go big budget. Yeah, yeah. I-, I-, I know what he means by that. I understand exactly what he means by that. Mm. The, the the example I would give is uh, the raid. Oh, yeah. The raid one, the raid two, the raid the raid one for me was an intimate action. Sure. Fuck of a film, <laughs> which was which was which was wicked. Yes. I mean, some of the fight scenes were so close, so you know, close and just in your crazy, face. you know. Yeah, but the the, the director. Uh, something Edwards, uh, Gareth. Uh, not Gareth Edwards. No, um... Gareth, Gareth Edwards is a Star Wars one, isn't it? Monsters. Uh, something Edwards. He's a Welsh guy That's as right, well. Yeah. But he said that his first vision of the film was part two, which was bigger mm. and you know, bigger landscape, more characters, but he didn't have the budget. So he had to scale it down to part one, which I think sometimes when you scale down an idea and make it more intimate and make it about what it is, you get a better you get a better film, you know. Yeah, man, you do definitely. And, so and just, I understand what you mean exactly. And I hope a quiet place. I hope they don't do that and thing where they just throw an extra twenty, thirty, forty, fifty million dollars at it. Yeah, make it this massive kind of like I don't know, like no holes barred type of uh, the alien versus like mum type of a story you know, type of thing. I, I hope it's not i hope it's not that but anyway look we will definitely let you know ladies and gentlemen now you mentioned taika waititi and there's some news there's a couple of bits of information that we've got to dish out about that uh, about this person so first up is going to be his tv show tell us uh, about this uh, what we do in the shadows tell us about this do you know what uh we we, we broke the story quite a few months ago, just saying that what we're doing in shadows is going to have a TV show on Fox. Uh, and, you know, I've seen the film. Many people have seen the film. Then again, not many, actually. Uh, it's, it has slipped mm. under the radar for quite a few people. Uh, but what we do in the shadows, directed by uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement, is a very sort of satirical, dark comedy, uh, sort of fly in a wall type situation. Uh, and it's like a mockumentary of the vampire's life in uh, Staten Island, America. So it's all sort of flying a wall kind of, well, no, the, the cameras are there. It's almost like a, the cameras are part of the show and they speak directly yeah. into the cameras. You know what? It's a very, very dry sort of comedy. It's good. I really like it. I really like the film. And the reason why I put it on there was, was because I've not heard anyone talk about it, but this TV show that at the moment in the UK is televised on BBC actually and the BBC iPlayer uh, is really... Wow, how did they get the rights to that? I don't know. But the film's on there as well. But I'm telling you, man, it is Whoa. really, really good. I'm, I'm eight episodes in out of 10 and I, I, I was surprised. I mean, it's just good. It's good. Yeah. It's good laughs. It's good comedy. It does exactly what it says in a tin. It's exactly like the film, 
just a TV version. And uh, wow. Taika Waititi directs a couple of, a couple of episodes. Jermaine Clement directs a couple of episodes. And it, I just can't give it much, any more props than it is. But episode, I think seven, a bit of a spoiler alert, but it's not really majorly spoilery, but uh, the characters from the film of What We Do in the Shadows show up in the TV show. Oh. So Taika Waititi and the guy, I think his name is Jermaine Clement, who was in the film, they show up in the TV show. They show up, yeah. Also, guess who else guess who else shows up? Oh my gosh. Guess who don't say Chris Hemsworth. No, Batista. (laughs) Yeah, Drax shows up. He shows up. Oh my god. Yeah, he shows up. Guess who else shows up? Oh, come on. Who else from Marvel? What? Oh my God, the ancient, the ancient one. one. And they call her Tilda. She's, they, they, they don't give her another name. She's, she's a vampire. They call her Tilda. Oh, yeah. That is Guess gangster. who else shows That's up? <laughs> what? Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Trejo. <laughs> Machete. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, episode seven is so funny. I was like, I got all these stars. I'm, I'm sure there's, there's other stars that show up that I couldn't really recognize. But I'm telling you, man, that episode, I was like, what? Because at first I thought, this guy looks like Batista. He's got makeup on. And I was like, shit, that's Batista. Because <laughs> he's kind of like talking like Drax a little bit. <laughs> it's a really good show. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's, it's worth a watch. It's I definitely worth this. a watch, honestly. It's only half an hour each show. Definitely it's not long. It's half an hour. If you watch it without adverts, it's just like it's 24 amazing. minutes. So it's, it's, it's worth it. It doesn't take a lot of time. You can get through it. It's really good. So... Yeah, I had to give that a mention. No, definitely. Brilliant. Good shout out there. Okay, so now let's let's kind of like move towards our like uh, comic news and, you know, possibly MCU news. I don't know. You're going to probably dish it all out now. <laughs> but tell us what is going on with Comic-Con. Uh, any, anything, any interesting bits of information that you can share with us and yeah. anything that we think, oh, wow, can't well, wait. Well, uh, it's happening as we speak, actually. There's a bit, massive uh, uh, whole whole panel or a whole what do they call it uh, basically each uh, each studio or film company or whatever they have a designated hall space and i think marvel has the whole uh, whole h uh, this year which is quite a big one actually uh, dc uh, from what i understand not, are not really doing anything this year so they're going quiet uh, also uh, david benioff and db wise have, have cancelled last minute uh, people thought they were going to come on and talk oh. about you know, their projects like Star Wars and stuff like that. Uh, they've just, yeah, they've cancelled last minute. So it's, it's been a bit of a, a flat one this year. There have been a few, uh, you know, bits and bobs of news sort of coming out. But regarding Marvel, uh, we're still yet to see the uh, the big sort of, you know, I guess, uh, news about the upcoming Marvel movies. Uh, so... They're meant to be telling, well, people thought that they were going to uh, tell everyone about what's going to be coming on with Marvel, the sort of phase four, uh, any sort of X-Men news, uh, all the phase four movies that we should be expecting and when they're going to sort of, you know, be released and so on. And uh, it's been a bit of a, yeah, so still, I think that's actually happening as we're recording the show. So we're not going to get any news about that until during the week, but we can any news that we do get, uh, we can put on our social media. So guys, please, please 
keep an eye on social media for that one. Uh, but so far, they just sort of given yeah. heads up to say uh, that certain characters will be will be popping up. So Captain America uh, will be popping up at some point. Uh, I think that's going to be part of the Disney streaming service. It's going to be some sort of a, a sort of standalone, uh, I guess, mini series, perhaps. Uh, yeah, with maybe showing his wow. life when he went into the uh, quantum realm. So maybe they'll show something about that. Uh, and obviously for, uh, Thor 4, uh, we know that's going to be happening. Uh, dates regarding that one, uh, I think could be uh, as early as 2021, possibly. As early as 2021, yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chris Hemsworth has said that he really obviously uh, enjoys the the new spin on uh, Thor Ragnarok. He, I think Thor 2 was a bit of a, it was a good film. It was okay, but it wasn't anything, you know, crazy good. So I think uh, Thor Ragnarok yeah. really invigorated his interest in the, in the movie and it made him even more keen to play Thor going forward. So, yeah, so I guess uh, the news will trickle out, really. Mm. And, yeah, and just on that, and the fact that, like, you know, Taika Waititi's kind of like, he said that, you know, he'll, this is what he's going to work on. I think that's a great thing and having him on board and you mentioned like, you know, what you do, what we do in the shadows. He's got that kind of, th- there is a particular type of, of humor that he brings to his, his films. And, um, I think that's kind of universal. So a lot of people will like that. And my question there is then devout, if he's working, because apparently look, you know what he's said, yep, we're going to do Thor four, but what about Akira? Because he was supposed to be doing Akira as well, right? Yeah, he still is. And that, that's, that's going to be first. That's actually, I think filming for that one commences imminently, or if it hasn't already, actually. Uh, so that will be happening first. And then uh, Thor 4 will happen afterwards. So it just depends on how quickly they can wrap with the Akira stuff. And then he'll obviously move on to Thor. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, like, like the man said, we will definitely keep you posted folks. Uh, keep watching our Instagram page, uh, for any updates. Now here's something that I want to mention. So devout, you know, like recently we've had a spate of movies, which are kind of musical slash, um, biopics. We had, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a story of Freddie Mercury and Queen. We then had, um, uh, Elton John biopic musical, which was directed by Dexter Fletcher. And even like before that, we've had kind of like movie biopics. I mean, you know, there's been stuff done on, um, for example, um, Tina Turner. Oh, yes. That was, Angela I remember, Bassett. Um, oh, I've forgotten. What, what was the actress? Mm. What was Angela Bassett. Yep. So, you know what? We, we you know, throughout history and obviously famously um ray charles he uh, was was a biopic was done yep. and yep. Uh, jamie jamie fox got an oscar for it so so over over t- you know over the last kind of 20 30 years you know what we you do see these kind of like biopic movies and and they are fascinating because people want a glimpse into the life of of these stars and they want to kind of maybe learn about something that they didn't know before but apparently it's all the rage right now. And what this means is that pretty, we're pretty likely going to be seeing an Elvis Presley uh, biopic as well. So it's going to get the Rocky Man treatment. So what, what that probably means is it's going to be a, a movie with Elvis Presley songs in it. And it's going to be a movie about 
a part of his life. It might not kind of cover everything from birth to death. So it'll probably just cover like one part or one one moment in his life and kind of intersperse that with those those famous and those famous songs of his but yeah man so it kind of feels like as if this genre is is bubbling at the moment there's there's always something kind of new happening there's a new project and apparently no, tom hanks is attached to play elvis's Pres- elvis presley's oh. uh, yeah no no he, he's not oh, gonna okay, play elvis okay, presley okay. he's gonna play elvis presley's uh, manager and they, they they're casting like a complete newcomer for for Elvis Presley, and I'm I'm not sure if it's already been cast, but it's very very close to being cast at the moment. And um, but yeah, I mean, are you are you a huge fan uh, of Elvis Presley? Has you know has has his music touched you oh, or affected you in any well, any way? Developed no. over the years. <laughs> I went, I went to my brutals, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm a kind of guy who, you know, honky tonk, you know, have a suspicious mind, oh, and shit. you know, I'm, I'm a kind of guy who talks, but sometimes I just want to have a little, a little less conversation, you know, and just do my body do the talking. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is classic. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I wanted. Um, but yeah, man, this is like, you know, you know, this, you know, they're going to be working on an Elvis Presley movie. And you know, Devout, this guy is, is like probably the richest dead man alive. Like sometimes some of his, uh, you know, you mentioned it, you just did a little bit of a little less conversation when that, when that track was released. They did kind of like yeah, a dance yeah. uh, version of it, like about five, ten years ago or something, and it went straight to number one in the UK. It went straight to number one in the UK. Elvis Presley's estate gets the money, and then uh, there was kind of like an article about it of him being the rich, like he and Michael Jackson, like you know, the uh, imagine their estates, like their music is worth like millions and millions, like you know, uh, you know, around the world. So this is going to be big news for Elvis fans, and yeah, man. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot that I can say. I mean, I can't say that like I'm a huge, huge, huge Elvis fan, but if it's going to be anything like Rocket Man, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's going to be a really good watch. So yeah, we'll keep you posted on that one. Uh, and also, I want to mention this one about Pulp Fiction and Star Trek. So check this out. Uh, Quentin Tarantino was being interviewed recently. And one of the questions that he was asked was, look, you know, what type of a direction are you going to be taking with Star Trek if this is going to be your next movie? And he went on record to say, look, he goes, he hasn't decided, he hasn't 100% confirmed this, but if this is going to be his next movie, it will definitely be Star, it, it will Pulp definitely fiction be Pulp Fiction in space. What? in space. And people are basically Pulp Fiction in space. So it'll be, it's going to be sweary. It's going to be that kind of, you know, that snappy dialogue. It's going to be, you know, maybe intercut with, I don't know, the time, they, who knows, they could jump with the timeline on this one in, in, in more ways than one. And Tarantino, he does that in his movies, for example, Jackie Brown and Pulp Fiction, etc. So, um, yeah, man, it's just interesting the fact that he's come out and he has said, you know, it is going to be R-rated. It's going to be like Pulp Fiction in space. So expect that type level of of dynamism between the characters. You know, there's going to be some major plot stuff going on. And, and who knows, he could bring back his his Pulp Fiction or earlier, you know, from, from his earlier films, like those actors. Oh, yeah. like, it'd be great to see yeah, Tim Roth good. again. 
in a in a Tarantino movie type of thing. So, so yeah, so this will be interesting. So uh, watch this space, folks. Watch this space. No pun intended. <laughs> yes. Um, now, t- <laughs> give me some uh, give me some Emmy news, Deval. Did he say Emmy? Emmy. Oh, Emmy, Emmy, Emmy. Yeah. So this is a funny one, actually. This is a funny one because. The Emmys, uh, you know, they, they're the sort of TV awards, aren't they? The big TV awards, mm-hmm. I believe. It's, yeah, that is a big TV awards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge so Emmys, like, like the yeah. TV version, like the TV Oscars, basically, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, TV shows uh, have to nominate themselves. I think they nominate certain episodes of a TV show for an Emmy. Their best episodes, and they go up against different TV shows. And obviously, if they win, then, you know, it's just a great thing all around, really. Uh, and then obviously same thing for actors, actresses, uh, whether they, they like newcomers and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, usually like TV company or the studio will nominate their actor, you know, so I don't know. So if it's House of Cards, they'll nominate Robin Wright because she was like the lead, the lead actress in that, in that TV show. Yeah. And, and that happens all the time. But in this case, it's a very strange occurrence has happened because uh, Game of Thrones, as we know, uh, finished a few months ago, and uh, obviously there's some great performances in in Game of Thrones, and you, they'll you know they'll nominate their actors as well, and the sort of big names come to mind. So you got your Jon Snows and uh, you know your Khaleesi's, Amelia Clark and Kit Harington, also Cersei, you know uh, as well. So those are the names people think of. But in this instance, we have Brian of Tarth otherwise known as Gwendolyn Christie, who wow. has nominated herself uh-uh. because her, her, because HBO didn't nominate her. They didn't think that she was a big enough name or a bankable, you know, opportunity to, to nominate and win. So she nominated herself and she's now in the category. She's been accepted. That's, ma- that's mad. And I, do you know what? I'm really happy about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm happy at, at the fact that She's brave enough and bold enough to say, hold on a second. I, I think I've done quite well. Why am I not being considered? And I yeah. think for me, she was one of the standout uh, performers and one of the standout just elements of season eight. Oh, season eight yeah, was very dev- divisive. And for me, I think I've even said it during our shows at the time, but she, for me, was one of the standouts, especially in episode, episode two when she got knighted. For me, that oh. was a really, really like, emotional and really good you know scene so for me Wicked. yeah it was she was she's good so she deserves i hope she wins i hope yeah. she wins i hope she does as well like yeah just based on episode number two that was a wicked wicked yeah. episode and that scene yeah. and you know what that's why it's heartbreaking when like you know she thinks that she's you know and even the audience thinks that okay maybe brienne of tarth and um jamie lannister maybe they are gonna kind of like you know be together in this and then what happens that um to paraphrase you you know what he did a he did a right bastard number on her like you know he just basically just went off the next morning and yeah. just like left her crying. So, um, yeah, man, it'd be good. It'd be good. Definitely. If, uh, Brienne of Tarth, you know, gets this one, um, Gwendolyn Christie. So yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll keep you posted on that one and some other onto some other TV news Deval. Now I'm not sure if you know this, but, um, I think we're kind of like, you know what? I've got a feeling we're going to be in the end game of The Walking Dead, uh, the TV show. Do you know that? I just <laughs> yeah. kind of like, it just, it just kind of feels like as if kind of, you know, the, the comics, the comics are ending. 
you know, Rick Grimes' character, uh, Andrew Lincoln, he's kind of said goodbye. And now it's just been announced that another major character from The Walking Dead is going to be leaving the show. So Denai Guerrera, better known as Michonne from The Walking Dead, has basically said goodbye and that season 10 is going to be her last season of The Walking Dead. And not only that, she's only going to be in a few episodes. Um, so it's, it's almost like as if shit, like people, these are one of kind of like, you know, the, the, one of the most loved characters on the show. And the fact that, you know, we might not get to see uh, a lot of her on the show as well. It's just kind of one of those things really. But, um, yeah, man, it just kind of feels weird that people, big guys, uh, you know, the big guns are kind of saying goodbye and could this be the end? Could season 10 be the end of, of the walking dead or, the fact that so many people are leaving, could this be a kick up the ass? you know, send it into a different direction and we get new stories out of this. Who knows? But I just thought, you know what, it's worth mentioning. So, if, yeah. you know, for all you uh, Walking Dead fans, um, you know, bear that in mind. I think it is going, but, I think it is actually going down because obviously Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, he's, he's sort of left. Uh, also mid-season, mid-last season, Maggie, mm. uh, Maggie left as well. Like, mm. That was over. A co- that was over a contract dispute. It's crazy. Over some sort of pay, so she left mid-season, just like off-screen, <laughs> just left off-screen. Yeah. And man. now, uh, obviously, Michonne's going. Uh, she's a big character, and they've got they've got new showrunners too. So there's a lot of change happening there. I think the show needs to end on its own terms before it just goes real, real shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. But they so, won't because um, they want the money. Yeah, but exactly, exactly. I mean, 10 seasons, man. That mm. is, that's a mm. lifetime in TV. Like, seriously, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. The fact that that show is still going on. But okay, look, you know what? We will definitely keep posted. Okay, and finally, now, Deval, do you remember the hype around 2006 when Brian Singer was going to be releasing Superman a, a new Superman movie in Superman Returns. I remember Deval, I was jumping up and down because I got to say, I was like, I mean, I'm a huge, I'm still, I still am a huge fan of Superman. I mean, when I was a kid watching the Christopher Reeve movies, you know what? They were brilliant. They were part of my childhood. I would watch those movie. The first movie that I saw was Superman three in the cinema. And when, <laughs> when it was announced, when it was announced that, that, you know, Superman Returns was going to be made, I was like, yes, I cannot wait. I can't wait for this. And it was like Brian Singer, you know, he'd made X-Men. I thought, yeah, this is going to be really, really good. And then it just kind of came and it went and Kevin Spacey in it and it just fizzled and it wasn't really kind of, you know, it, it wasn't the movie that I wanted. Right. Okay. So we know that Brandon Ruth, he played Superman, but check this out, Devaldo. Brandon Ruth is going to be back on the small screen playing Superman but how? Because he, he's he's in Legends of Tomorrow as exactly, as exactly, exactly. How, that so, be? <laughs> how is this going to be? This is going to be all because of Crisis on Infinite oh, Earth. Oh, so it'll be like oh, so because on another Earth he was Superman. Yes. Oh, do you know what? I like that. That's, yes, yes, that's yes. amazing. That is really good. Yes, that is yes. brilliant. Because even so in that, he, even in that show, oh, sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, 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 no. It's I was going to say even in that show. Uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow is quite a slapsticky kind of show, and they kind of take the piss out of themselves sometimes. But mm. there was an episode where Supergirl was in it, and uh, him and Supergirl were in a scene together. And when he met her, he was like, "Hmm, I've got a cousin who looks like her." 
Because <laughs> obviously he's meant to be Superman in another exactly. life. So his cousin yeah. would be Supergirl. So they yes. do kind of, you know, they do they do recognize that. <laughs> it's that kind of like in joke, right? They do yeah. like Deadpool type of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is like this is great. And he was on Instagram just recently saying, "Look, it's confirmed. He's 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 feeling nervous, but he can't wait to step into you know the cape again and just kind of." play Superman so it's just kind of you know that whole thing about coming around in full circle for Brandon Ruth you know he played this character like 2006 man it was like you know crazy and yeah, everyone was hoping wow yeah man and he, looks and same, you know was, that. he looks exactly the same oh, this gosh. is the thing man this is the thing yeah so uh, it'll be interesting so look we'll keep you posted on that one alright so Devout that is the movie news for this week and um, let's move on to box office. And let's see. I'm just having a flick through this, Deval, to see if there's any, any new entries. No, there are no new entries. But there's just one thing that I want to quickly mention. Number six, Casino Royale Secret Cinema. What the hell? This is still in there. Yeah, it's done well. 2.9 million. Wow. That's mad. That's done, that more, is... than, that's done more than some regular films. Mid- that's done. It's doing more than Midsummer. Yeah, and yesterday. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Okay. So, what are we sitting at? What's sitting at in at number five? Uh, number five. So, number five, we have uh, Aladdin, which has done really, really well actually uh, worldwide. It's I think it's done a billion dollars now uh, in the UK. It's done thirty-five million. Uh, number five. Number four, we have yesterday. Uh, and yesterday's done eight million over. Oh no, so I got I got that wrong. Yesterday has done all right. <laughs> yesterday's done eight yeah. million altogether. Um, uh, and then number three, we have Annabelle Comes Home, which actually wow. has done really well for the, exactly. the, the past sort of week. Uh, because it just came out literally a week ago. So yeah, so I guess it's kind of kind of new. Uh, and then we yeah. have uh, Toy Story Four, which is still up there. Uh, 42 million so far in the UK. And it's, so it's done more than Aladdin. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. it's done more than Aladdin. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a whole new world, isn't it? And then uh, number one, still there, number one is Spider-Man Far From Home, which overall has done 22 million, uh, but it hasn't been out as long as Aladdin. But I think Aladdin's just got that pull, you know, from all the people that were sort of younger, uh, when it came out and now they're older they'll, t- they'll take their kids and everyone's waiting for that song you know whole new world yeah to get man, lost in it, it on it, a carpet ride you know yeah. <laughs> and um, I was just going to ask you do you know if Spider-Man Far From Home do you know if it's hitting close to a billion Spider-Man Far From Home I believe it has yes I believe it has hit, hit a billion actually okay that's good yeah I think it has hit a billion yeah and even uh, just while we're talking about the worldwide box office, did you know? Oh, oh what? Did you know? Has it has it happened? Oof, oh my! I'm I'm really nervous to even. Oh my gosh! Because I know I, I check all the time. I know it's quite a sad thing to do, but I check all the time. And uh, oh, the last time I checked, it was like, oh my gosh. Okay, so what? Don't say something like like it's five six, million. Or it's, no, it's five. It's five point four million dollars away. Oh, five point four million. That's crushing. That's just five point four million. Do you know what? It's trickling over. I hope it can reach. I hope it can reach, but if it doesn't. It'd be such a shame. 
such a shame. And yeah, exactly. Imagine if it gets to like just like one million. Yeah. All you need is just like one million to go, and it just doesn't make this it. This is oh Endgame, by gosh, the way, guys. Man. Just in case you're wondering, what are you talking about? This is Endgame. But Spider Man Far From Home has done eight hundred and eighty million dollars worldwide, according to Box Office Mojo. Okay. So just under nine hundred right, million. Right. So it yeah. still needs, yeah. Still needs a oh, no, um, that, that's a hundred million. That's the wrong film. I just told you Far From Home. Sorry, I just told you Homecoming. Sorry, that was Homecoming. Far From Home has done slightly oh, more. Right. Spider-Man Far From Home has done, yeah, 1.1 billion. Ah, great. Mm. Good news then. Yeah. There we go. So there's not, because, yeah, there's rumour about, you know, if it doesn't reach a billion, then, you know, it goes back to kind of Sony type of thing. And, you know, there, there, there was that oh, rumour going oh, out. Okay. So hopefully, it, yeah, ho- ho- hopefully it's all... You know, it just sticks with stays with yeah. you know Marvel, and, and Marvel it, it, it will still get money because the summer holidays are coming up soon. It's still in the cinema; people are still watching it, so I think it will. It will do okay, you know. Yeah, here's here's a quick question though on that one. Tom Holland, he's he's contracted to to play one more, do one more Spider Man movie. Oh, okay. Do you reckon he'll go beyond that? Ooh, because, I know he wants because to. Because Tobey Maguire, I know he wants to. Because but... Tobey Maguire, mm. because I'm just remembering Tobey Maguire, three movies, and that was it. He got he got pissed off with the movies. Mm. Um, Andrew Garfield did two movies. He got pissed off with the character with the movies, and then that was it. He said he didn't want to do any more. So I'm just thinking, is it is it kind of a bit more life, you know, life in the years left for Tom Holland as Spider Man? I know he, I know he wants to. It just depends on whether Sony and Marvel can, you know, just do what's right. You know, so. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, but I was just thinking the other day, yeah. it was funny how, you know, in Spider-Man Far From Home, when uh, Spider-Man uh, sort of had that battle with, you know, the elementals and he ended up in Holland. Yeah. I think it's funny how it was Holland and he's, his name is Tom Holland. Do you reckon that was done on purpose? <laughs> like of all the places Possibly. he could have gone to. Of all the places, why Holland? Yeah, I reckon that was like a little sort of, you know, a little wink at his name. Yeah, could be. And also, Devout, do you remember in the trailer? There was a, a bit in the trailer where uh, Spider-Man, he deals with some people in, in a restaurant and then the, the cops, cops turn up. yeah. And he turns around and he says, hey, well, look, you know, if you were doing your job, yeah. then I wouldn't have to be here. And then, did you see that in the movie? That was taken out. They said, uh, the, the director said that there's a few, a few bits that were taken out uh, because it wasn't really, the, the pace, it, it was taken long for the kids to get, to, to get on holiday, to go on holiday. So it sort right. of slowed the pace down. So he wanted to make the pace sort of quicker for them, for the kids to sort of get away on holiday. Whereas some of the scenes were just sort of making it a bit more slow. So there was a bit more right, of a okay. shopping list of things that he had to do before he went to the airport and stuff. So yeah, it's just uh, one of the one of the one of those things on the list was taking out the, the a mob gang or a mob a right. mob organization. Well, no, I call them a gang. They're a gang, a mob. <laughs> Yeah. They're not a company, are they? <laughs> but yeah, so they're taking out the mob. So in that scene that you just described, he's taking out the mob. He takes them out, and then the police come and ask him, "Oh, wait, are you uh, are you going to be the next Tony Stark?" And he's like, oh, "Obviously, no, I can't. I'm doing your job." So that was one of the things on his list to do before he goes on holiday. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because because you see that bit in the trailer, yeah. and I was yeah. just like, "Shit, yeah. I I don't remember seeing yeah. that scene." So yeah, okay. All right, so folks, um, yep, yeah, those are your box office movies. Now, uh, let's check out what's coming out on Blu-ray out this week, uh, out this month. So, Deval, dish it. Dish what, it. What, what can we expect to see? Uh, so, we've got one standout one this week, and that's Alita Battle Angel. 
Mm, Alita, okay. I have Alita. not seen this. So, yeah, so you haven't seen this one still. Oh, man. No, I still have not seen Teacher. it. But, and it's Robert. I know, is it? It's Robert, Robert Rodriguez, Rodriguez, right? Yes. Double R. Uh, and it's also produced by James Cameron. And yeah, it's a good film. Uh, it's got Christoph Waltz in it. Uh, and it's got Maharshala Ali in it as well. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I went to see this film. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I went in there thinking this is going to be a bit, you know, bog standard and whatever. But it was actually quite a good film. The action was good. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like you're watching an anime, but a film version because her eyes are quite big, like right. anime. And, you know, it's like she can do all this crazy stuff. So it's actually not a bad film, you know. It's not a bad film. I enjoyed it. It was a fun film. It was a fun film, which... Yeah. Uh, which is the aim of films, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. So it was good. But so what is it? Is this is this going to be like a movie franchise? Are we going to be? Reckon, are we going to be seeing more elites? Uh, without spoiling it too much, I reckon from the way they left it, there's space to have a sequel. It just depends on what the box office uh, returns were like for the for the for the for the studio for Fox. So we'll have to wait and see. Right. Now Fox is uh, now Fox is Disney. So who knows? Mm. Who knows? Right. Okay. Um, yeah, because I like Robert Rodriguez's work. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Sin City. Yeah. And, you know, like Desperado and, you know, those types of once once upon a time in, in Mexico and et cetera. So it's, it's, it's interesting just to kind of see. What we'll move on to next now is... Um, streaming and trailers. Streaming and trailers. <laughs> <laughs> streaming and trailers. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay so then there's a couple on there that i haven't seen deval okay. so tell me about this oh. first one supersize me Two, holy chicken so i know this is about the documentary this is the Mer morgan spurlock that's the one morgan um, spurlock what a name morgan spurlock <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's got two surnames morgan spurlock yeah one of them's like yeah. a, you know but sounds um, like um um, a, a Star Trek character, yeah, Spock. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> a Vulcan, right? Okay, so so supersize me. I remember when this came out. So this is the documentary where Morgan Spurlock he ate McDonald's for thirty yes, days straight up, yes. just to see what kind of what kind of effect it would have on his body. Yeah. So I'm assuming uh, supersize me too. Holy chicken is going to be something similar where he's what eating Kentucky Fried Chicken or something or what? What is it? Yeah. So he's uh, yeah he's looking to again, make a point uh, with food and people's eating habits and stuff like that. And this one's concentrating on the sort of chicken industry, how chicken are treated, uh, how they're sort of produced and farmed and the sort of the quantities of chicken that we eat. And uh, it's interesting. And I saw the trailer and he's, he's really going in, you know, he's actually living the life and he's buying certain chicken and, and he's going to ch chicken farms uh, I believe also he, does he go vegan? I'm not sure if he goes vegan or something like that, but there's one scene where he goes to uh, an, an, a chicken farm and he finds out the, the sort of the, the, the legalities behind calling chicken free range. Because right. when you think of free range, what do you think of? That the chicken are free to... To, to run around the, and the just grass, chill. Yeah, to run around, yeah. Be free and they're not, they're not captive. Out. Well... Okay, let me let me yeah. just spoil that for you right now. Oh, According shit. to American law, which is he's in America, uh, free range is a definition of a of a of a 
of a specific amount of space where a chicken can have uh like have can maneuver so that 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 amount of space if you see it it's it's barely enough space to swing a golf putt (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like it's 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 basically like the same size as a lift or an elevator so the, the amount of space you have in an elevator, like a regular elevator, oh, that's the amount of space that is classed as free range. So yes, the, the chicken can run around, but they can run around for about, pff, I don't know how many steps chicken can do, but it's really small and that's free range. Oh my That's gosh. free range. And you know, yeah, like in the UK, there's a kind of like a whole big push for you know, growers to be kind of like, you know, ethical and yeah. there's a whole free range type of thing going on. So I reckon people watching this are going to, like when they see the trailer, they are, they're going to, one thing they're going to be kind of like interested in the topic, but I think after watching the documentary, I reckon people, a lot of people are going to be put off. Yeah, they'll go vegan. Trust because me, they'll we, go vegan. Ex- exactly. And and for our listeners out in the UK, like just be careful what them guys at Chicken Cottage World or <laughs> like, you know, Peri Peri Chicken are putting in their chicken. Yeah. Like, you know, Even just be KFC, careful. mate. Even KFC. <laughs> telling you. Yeah. It's so true, it's, man. It's so if true. you think about it, chickens consume so much like, where are all these chickens? <laughs> huh? Where are all these chickens? It's exactly, man. It's so true. Uh, so that's going to be yeah. interesting. So yeah, I'll, I'll try and check that one out. Uh, the next one, the, the next trailer that I, I, I didn't see mm. is The Kingsman. So The King's Man, yeah. sorry. Sorry, The King's Man. So tell me about this yeah, one. What this. is, what, what can I you tell I saw this us? and to be honest, it doesn't look that good. <laughs> it doesn't look that good. I don't, I, I don't know about this one, you know. I don't know about this one. Oh shit! It's, uh, yeah, so it hasn't got our guy in it. What's his name again? Uh, um, Taron. Taron Egerton hasn't got him. It's got a new Kingsman, and it's also got what? Who, the, the person that played, he played Doctor Who, and he also played uh, Malekith the Accursed in. Oh, uh, Christopher yeah, Eccleston. Him. Yeah, yeah. So. So what he's the, he, what, he's, he's, like the king's, the, uh, what, he's the king's he's the, man. He's like, he's like the the no sorry it's it's I get, I was the first mixed king's up, sorry it's Ralph Fiennes sorry Ralph Fiennes is is, is playing right okay. like the the king's speech guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I forget their names, but I know what films are in. So in the last one, the king's speech yeah. guy, I think Ralph Fiennes is playing sort of his kind of character. Uh, Right, okay. it's got an all-star cast. I mean, Gemma Gemma Atterton's in it. Uh, Matthew Goods in yeah. it. He's he he played Ozymandias in uh, in the Kingsman. Aaron oh, Taylor right. Johnson's yeah. in it. He's Quicksilver. Uh, even uh, Juman Honsu's in it. Stanley gets around, doesn't he? Uh, uh, Reese Ephens is in it. Daniel Brühl is in it. You know, Charles Dance getting Game of Thrones up in here, man. I mean, it's got wow, an all-star man. cast, but the trailer for me just didn't look that good. So I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, exactly. We will have to wait and see. But I mean, the fact that they've gone for a kind of like a prequel, um, it kind of just smacks of, let's try and milk this for as much money yeah. as we can. Um, so it, do you know if the same director's involved? Matthew Vaughan's director, yeah. Okay, so he's definitely still involved in this. All right, okay. All right, so that's The King's Man. Uh, folks, go check it out and let us know what you think. Now, this next one, Point Break. So, Deval, what is it? Is this is a remake of the Keanu uh, Keanu Reeves yeah, movie? Well, I saw the trailer of it. This seems like, I mean, uh, Falcon and uh, Crossbones have gotten together for 
Anthony Mackie and uh, Grillo, something Grillo. Frank. Uh, Frank Grillo, yeah. So they, they, they're they both, I think uh, Frank Grillo is a cop. I think they're both cops or something like that. And they're undercover or something like that. And, you know, they have to, they have to, they have to sort some people out. You know, they've got to shoot some guns and things get a bit heated, tits up, all that kind of stuff as usual. Yeah. Uh, from, from the trailer, it looks like a, you know, a standard sort of cop buddy, buddy kind of, but it doesn't look like, a, it's not funny. This one does look serious. Like people right. are going to be dying and stuff. It's not like a, a Beverly Hills cops kind of situation. I think yeah. it's more hardcore. But it's definitely like it's definitely Falcon and Crossbones. They're dressed like Falcon and Crossbones, oh, just shit. Okay. in regular clothes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because in Winter Soldier, they're not, they're not, they weren't really friends because nah. you know it was, they were enemies. So it's funny seeing them as friends now. Yeah, and in Civil War, uh, Falcon, he kind of like I think there's a scene where he chases yeah. him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, in Nigeria. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, it's, yeah, that'd be interesting dynamic just to see. But yeah, that's that's newly released on Netflix, uh, we should mention. Yep. So uh, go check that one out. And um, yeah, if I've got time, I'll definitely watch that. Now, here's, here's one. This is kind of, we, we, I think we've, I think we mentioned it before, but this has obviously been teased for quite a, for a number of years now. Over the years, Tom Cruise, the one question that Tom Cruise has been asked is when are you going to do another Top Gun movie? And he was asked this question like 10 years ago. He was asked this question five years ago and like, you know, so and so and so. And then he his, his response was, hey, well, look, you know, I'm doing Mission Impossible movies. And once I've kind of cleared the slate with the Mission Impossible movies, I'm going to do a Top Gun movie. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Cruise is going to be back to the screens in 2020 with a Top Gun semicolon maverick and the trailer is out go check it out on youtube i don't know how many views it's it's been amassed at the moment uh i didn't really check for that but you know what it was yeah it, there is a kind of sense of nostalgia because obviously 1986 or 1987 the first top gun movie came out and you know that was a typical kind of 80s you know gung-ho you know american we are the best and you know the good guy gets the girl and he has he's got a kind of like you know uh, you know, his best friend dies and then he's got to kind of save the world, say save America from kind of like a threat. And yeah, man, so this is kind of, you know, uh, a reintroduction or a reboot of it. You could call it what you want, but this is Tom Cruise back again as Maverick. He's still kind of like a pilot. He's still, you know, tearing shit up in the skies. And uh, <laughs> it's got, it's got our mate, um, Ed, uh, Ed Harris Duval from, uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. From uh, what, from uh, Westworld, from Westworld and all, yeah. all kinds of different space films where he's got to be a colonel or captain yeah. or something. And and, and there's <laughs> kind of like, you know, uh, there's all these little images and he's, he's and Ed, Ed Harris is like, man, like you should be an admiral right by now. Like, you know, what the hell are you doing? Like, and you know, it's just kind of like really funny. So um, yeah, so it's it's Maverick. It's, it's Top Gun. It's that movie from the 80s that everyone from the 80s saw. So people who are 40, 50 years old, they are going to be kind of like thinking, wow, yeah, man, let's go out and watch this movie. I reckon it's going to be a big hit. You know what? It's got Tom Cruise. Majority of Tom Cruise movies, they do really, really well. So yeah, man. Yeah. So there's that one to go check out. Also, Deval, I want, uh, just want you to, uh, want, or want our listeners to know about this one. Now, 
Disney are going through a little phase at the moment where they are remaking everything, right? So Aladdin, Lion King. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What did they do before this? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Then uh, Jungle Book. Exactly. So you name it, they are going through their back catalogue and they are remaking them. Now, another remake that's on the way and the trailer is out there is, is it, I don't know how to pronounce this, is it Mulan or Mulan? Mulan. 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 Yeah. Right. So I have not seen the animation. Mulan. Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> You're like, kids, let's go and see Mulan. You want to go and see Mulan? Yeah. It's a great adventure. Yeah, it is. You know, swinging the swords around. Yeah, it's Mulan, girl, you know. Holy oh, shit. <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> 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 that's classic that is classic um so i listen i i don't i didn't i didn't grow up watching um mulan and like you know it was always in the background like oh yes yeah, an animation it's a disney animation blah, blah blah blah. i'm not gonna watch it however i was like you know what let me give the trailer a go i watched the trailer and i was like damn man what the hell have they done to this movie they've turned it into like you know hidden dragon flying dragon hidden tiger whatever it is this is like <laughs> this is like you know house of a thousand daggers this is what they've done to it it's like i want to go out and watch this movie because it looks like a badass martial arts flick man like seriously yeah <laughs> it does i know and, if, and because it's like because there's no animals in this one it's like it's just it seems like a like a like a, an actual film yeah. you know it's just like a straight up like, like an you know, actual film yeah. yeah it's just like a straight up action movie and i'm like gee yeah, exactly, damn man yeah. i want to watch this movie so no, yeah. yeah so so folks if you if you um if you have seen mulan the animation from i think deval when was it from back in the 90s or something or yeah, I believe so. Yeah. 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 So go check out this trailer and tell us what you think. Like, is this what you were expecting? And if you haven't seen the 90s animation movie and you see this trailer, again, tell us what you think, because it just reminded me of like a, like, you know, hidden tiger crouching dragon. Um, <laughs> crouching tiger, hidden dragon. <laughs> yeah, that as well. Uh, all right. Okay. Now, finally, there's one, there's, now, and you, you've kind of mentioned this a lot of, a uh, lot of times on the show. Um, Henry Cavill, you know, Superman, is he Superman? Is he not yep. Superman? We don't know. Um, he's not making a new Superman, by the way. And after Justice League, he went off to do other projects. And the, one of the projects that he chose to do was a, um, a, a book adaptation. So a TV adapt TV adaptation of a book. And it's a game as well, right? Deval, is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's a game as well. So yeah. we're talking about the Witcher. So the trailer for the Witcher TV show is out and boy, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff going on in this trailer. And Deval, you do get the feeling of kind of Game of Thrones. It has got a kind of Game of Thrones-esque vibe to it, right? Would you say that? Yeah, it has a little bit. Yeah. It's uh I think it does just, just from the sort of uh, time period swords and sort of mysticism and magic and and families and stuff like that. I think, yeah, it does have a vibe of, of Game of Thrones for sure. Definitely. And I think it's going to be this kind of like, you know, the, the, the cast that they kind of picked, I know I, I noticed they're all British. So that kind of lent to the whole kind of, um, you know, Game of Game of Thrones vibe as well. But you can see, yeah. man, the CGI, you can see like this is going to be a show full of depth, full of kind of um, those 
those drawn out characters like who is Geralt like you know it just made me want to know more about who this guy is and what power has he got and the power of this young girl who's who's supposed to be harnessing it and and that creature at the end whoa man I was just like you know what I'm fully on board with Henry Cavill being the Witcher so do I mean the only thing is I, I one thing I, I didn't get was when, when is this out when is this coming out Deval? Oh, this is like end of the year, so probably November. I would, I would say, right. Uh, it could be, it, it, it might be like thirty first of October, sort of, you know, Halloween kind of time. But it's going to be towards the end of the year, and uh, they're just putting the finishing touches on the special effects and stuff like that at the moment. But yeah, it, sh- it should be okay. Uh, I think they, they, they've already, I think, green lit the second season. I think so. Whoa. That's a bit yeah, strange, so it? yeah, it should be all right. It should be okay, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know with these things, and you know, obviously, yeah. it, they, they've thrown clearly. Netflix have thrown a lot, a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. at this, and they're probably hoping to, you know, this is going to compete with Disney over the next months because Disney's Disney's uh, Disney Plus is going to be launching like in November. I think is it November. Yes, it is. I think November, November or December. Or sort of fall. I think they said fall or autumn. So it could be anywhere from October uh, yeah. onwards, I reckon. And the Mandalorian is going to be their launch. Like kind of, it's, it's going to be the big thing that they're going to be launching with. So apparently they've spent a lot, a lot of money on the Mandalorian, like Game of Thrones level of money. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. I'm looking forward to that the most, actually, of all yeah. these TV shows. So mm. that should be mm. good. That should be good. Right. Okay. So folks, go check out those trailers and let us know what you think. Now let's take a look back at some movies going all the way back to 1989 and coming forward a bit to 2009 so anniversary corner is our time to speak about movies which we think you know what yeah you know what these are the let's you know celebrate them you know it's their birthday some movies are just kind of like crazy wacky and some are just you know pure classic so the first one that i want to speak about devaldo is a movie from 10 years ago so this is from 2009 i'm not sure if you saw this but i remember watching this when i was out in chile and it's called hachi a dog's tail did you have you ever heard of this one? Oh, I haven't actually. No, Hachi. Hachi. Right. That means hachi. eight. That means eight in Japanese, isn't it? Hachi. What man? Listen, you know your languages. Does it? I, I don't know. Does it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it does, but anyway, I could be wrong. But anyway, yeah, I've I've uh, I've not heard of this one actually. No. Yeah. So it's um. No, hang on a second. You're not. No, you're not. A, you're not a pet lover, are you? You don't like dogs, no, do you? No, I hate. I hate, I hate <laughs> animals. Exactly. So <laughs> this movie is definitely not going to be for you. Now, for the other millions and millions of dog lovers out there, this movie is probably going to make you shed a few tears. Uh, it stars um, Richard Gere and an actress called Joan Allen. And it's based on a true story, actually. So uh, it's a remake of a 1987 Japanese film uh, about a dog who... Um, uh, let me see. So a dog says based on a true story of the love and devotion between a man and a dog. All right. So uh, the story is told by Ronnie, who is the man's grandson. And it's basically about a, a a dog who, you know, has this relationship with the owner. The owner loves the dog, you know, obviously goes out, plays with it. And, you know, this, you know, this bond kind of like, you know, happens. And, this is this isn't giving anything away because it's in the trailer. I just I double check the trailer. The owner dies. All right. So the oh. owner dies. The owner dies. And what happens next is the dog 
the dog used to always meet the owner uh, at the train station when the owner used to come back from work. Because always there, always there, waiting, waiting, um, you know, at the train station. So when the when the owner died, the dog Hachi carried on going to the train station every single day at the right time after work, waiting for his owner to come back, waiting for his owner to come back. And Duval, I'm not joking, man. When I watched this in the cinema, there was not a, like seriously, teary eyes. Oh my God. You could hear people sniffing. You could hear people like, like blowing their noses. This movie is a tear jerker, man. And you know what? It's a tear jerker anyway, but if you've had pet or if you've had a dog, like you're going to feel it even more because you kind of might see the similarities in the relationship uh, that you see on screen to relationship that you had with your pet. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's kind of like, it is pretty, pretty sad, but yeah. So what happened was in real life, the, the dog Hachi used to go to the train station and wait for the owner and he would do this for years and years and years and years and years. And, and then the movie is about kind of what happens to the dog after the owner's death and, you know, how, how he moves from, you know, different owners. And there is a statue of the dog at that train station in Japan to, in honor of that, in honor of that dog. And basically it's kind of like in honor to show the loyalty, the friendship, you know, that man has with, with animals and that this dog, even though there was kind of like a death and still never broke that bond. And I just thought, you know what? Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. If you can stomach mm. it. <laughs> no, it sounds, it sounds uh, nice. It sounds touching. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's good. Yeah. And um, so that was, so folks, if you haven't seen it, go, go. I kind of like, you know, uh, I recommend you go out and watch that one. Uh, now, going back a bit while, so this is going back 15 years, we're going to kind of mix it up a little bit here. We're going to give you a bit of an action flick. Well, yeah, um, action drama. I'd say kind of more on the drama side for, for this one though, Deval, c- compared to the first one, right? Okay, so yeah, I'm yeah. talking about, I'm talking about Kill Bill volume two. So this is the continuation of the Kill Bill story and Quentin Tarantino made this as one movie, but mm. the studios, the the kind of the distributors, they were like, Quentin, we can't, we can't kind of sell a five hour movie. We're going to have to break this up. So they released it as part one, Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. And it's been 15 years since Kill Bill Volume 2. So crazy, Thurman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uma Thurman plays the bride. She's out to, she's out on, uh, on a quest for vengeance. She was gunned down. She was left for dead. Her fiance was murdered. She was pregnant. And, um, you know, the movies are about, you know, this quest for, you know, for vengeance. And I think a lot of people were expecting kind of like a lot of the same in volume two uh, to volume one. They were like, oh my God, where's, where, where's the action going? Where's the action going? And there is some in there, but it's more kind of like the, of a character piece. And for me, it's like, you know, you learn a bit more about the characters and, you know, about this journey, uh, you know, of, uh, of the bride and stuff. So yeah, yeah man, well. what did you think? What did you make it? No, I think, yeah. Cause I, I try not, I try not to see it as a comparison because I was obviously one was so much action and just crazy and just, you know, so coming out of nowhere. So the second one, I think a lot of people were disappointed because it didn't have the same energy, but it's a different film and, and you're right. It's more about the characters and where they've come from. You get to see a bit more about uh you know the sort of 
previous events and obviously you get to meet Bill as well. Uh, mm. So, you know, there are a few, like, for me, like nice uh, scenes in the film and she goes to that sort of Sha- Shaolin master and yeah. he, he teaches her and you see how, he, you know, you see kind of like how, what he taught her, she used in Kill Bill 1, you know, so, uh, so yeah, you get to see a lot of what made her who she is. But, uh, and also you get to see when she plucks the, the lady's eye out and stuff and yeah. in the, the sort of snake battle or something, there was a, there's some sort of black mamba snake around, wasn't there? I think, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's it's a cool film, cool film. But yeah, I liked it. Isn't this the film where she had that car accident? And uh, the, you know what? Absolutely, yeah. So behind the scenes, there's a there's a bit where she's she's driving. There's a scene in which she's driving the car, and yeah, and apparently, apparently, Quentin Tar- and this is I think you can get this on YouTube now. You can see yeah, the clip, the yeah. behind the scenes, where she has an accident. Uma Thurman has an accident, and off screen, like. Quentin Tarantino is like shouting at her and apparently this is in the press like she's cut, turned around and she said this she goes that Tarantino spat at her is it? he spat at her oh my to, gosh to, 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 to evoke the reaction that he oh. yeah you know the reaction that he wanted and and obviously this movie was made 15 years ago so the whole kind of Me Too movement the, you know the, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't happening but in light of what has happened over the last couple of years when this came out, when when that was all kind of published, mm. people were like, "Shit, man, mm. this is this is dark." And back then, who 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 used to, who used to distribute his films? The Weinstein's. The Weinstein's. <laughs> well, and I've said about that one. Should we move on? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, now, now this, this next one, yeah, yeah Sleepy Hollow. Mm. So tell, so you know what? Remind me again. What is this one? Sleepy Hollow. That's the legend of Sleepy Hollow, isn't it? The headless horseman. Who like used to haunt the the woods, and uh, if you get caught out, you know, then you're dead. Simple as that, you know. So those days, imagine if those days you could uh, like get Ubers. Like it'd be, it'd be so much better, you know. <laughs> Ubers by the horse, you know. They be called Hoobers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah you were on fire was... today. <laughs> Uh, do you reckon? But it's yeah, it starred uh, Johnny Depp and uh, what was her name? Was it Christina Ricci? No, that was it, Christina Ricci. That yeah. was it, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Christina Ricci. Yeah, so it starred them, uh, and yeah, he was a headless. No, it was no, he wasn't the headless horseman. He was there to try and I think solve the murders, to try and debunk the myth and stuff like that, isn't it? I think. Yeah, uh, and Tim Burton, uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, yeah, he's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Uh, Tim Burton directed it. Uh, yeah, actually, I saw this film obviously quite a while ago, closer to when it was released. But I remember, it was quite a, it was quite a good film actually. Just the sort of mis- the mystery behind it, and seeing a headless sort of person going around chopping at chopping people's heads off and stuff. Christopher Lee was in the film as well. There's quite a few stars yeah. in this film. Yeah, but ninety nine. This, the film still kind of holds up now. And I think for me, it was one of Johnny Depp's better performances. He's a bit of a nutter, isn't he, that guy? Johnny Depp. He so you never know. What, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, no, I think it's a decent film. And also that, that other film that he was in that I liked was, oh, what was the one with a serial killer? It was like Jack the Ripper. Oh, yes. Was he in that one? Yeah, yeah. Yes, he was in that. And then he had to, yeah, I know. And it had the actress from... Uh... 
Oh gosh, man. I know, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, from hell, from hell. That's it. From hell. Yeah, that's, that's a good film. Yeah. And he's on that. He's that's he's on a, the hunt for Jack yes, the Ripper. That's a good film. That is a yes, good film. That's, that's a bit of a hidden gem, right? Yeah, it could be. You know, yeah. That's 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 a good film. I like that film. From hell. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, folks, that was Sleepy Hollow from 20 years ago. Um, the Legend of the Headless Horseman. Yep. So go check that one out. And also, uh, 25 years. 1994 we had the release of the lion king and obviously we had to include th- include this because out in cinemas right now we're gonna we're gonna watch this at some point Deval. yeah <laughs> um so yeah that that's just obviously been released disney have just kind of re-released it a new film version of it but the lion king from 25 years ago i mean this was a massive 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 major major hit man it's just like it, it was it, it did huge massive massive I mean, this, the, I keep I keep talking about the song, A Whole New World. I mean, that song for some people is just the perfect film song. People literally drift away on a magic carpet and they never come back. And, you know, just the story of it as well, just, it just rings home to generations of people and it always will. And did you know, Deval, The Lion King is the ninth highest grossing animated film of all time. You see, you see this i mean like come on i mean they'd be mad not to kind of like always remake these every like 20 every 25 years mm. yeah so folks if you haven't seen it i mean go watch it i mean there's a lion king part two as well oh yes there is yeah i didn't i've never seen that one i've, I've never seen I, that i've one. never seen I've it i've never seen it's it it's called it's, it's the lion king 2 it's called simba's pride ah, and okay. that came out yeah that came out in uh, 1998 but um, okay. yeah, I mean, like all those characters that you love, you've got Simba, you've got Scar, Mufasa, mm. Nala, Timon, Zazu, Rafiki. Ah. And, right, who, who was the one who was Bean? Bean, uh, Mr. Bean was one of them. Oh, I was he in it? Was he in it? I don't, I don't probably yeah. even know. <laughs> yeah Mr Bean was in it as well so yeah so that's Lion King from 25 years ago uh, and keeping it with the animal theme today so you know we had a hat you know Hachi a dog's tail Lion King animal ah. here's one for, here's one from 30 years ago I'm not sure if you remember this one Deval but this one is called K9 and K-9 and it stars James Bel- Jim, James no James Belushi who was who yes, was James the brother Belushi, of, yeah yeah, he was his brother Jim Belushi. I think is Jim oh. Belushi was the. Do you remember the Blues Brothers? Do you remember yeah, the movie The yeah, Blues yeah, Brothers? Yeah. yeah, that's his. This is his brother, um, and yeah. So basically, this is like typical, like eighties something from the eighties. This is this would be. So James Belushi, he plays like you know a hard nosed cop. He he doesn't want to. He never has a partner, and you know he's always kind of like you know fighting with his captain, who's played by Ed O'Neill, by the way married with children and and he gets believe this or not he gets teamed up with a german shepherd dog so the film is about his relationship with the dog so who he hates dogs at the beginning of the movie but by the end of it they're basically best buddies and they go on this journey together solving crime and i remember watching this man believe it or not i do remember actually watching this and yeah man it was like you know, I was like 11 years old. I mean, I it was, it was like, you know, a dog, man's best friend. 
of, of, of course, I, I, must have, I must have liked it. Is that why they I call mean, it canine? Yeah, what, is in like canine teeth or... Canine, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? The funny thing is, the funny thing is that they made uh, a sequel, like a K9000, where the, at one point where the dog is set in the future and the dog talks. Oh, <laughs> oh my man. God. You see what? Oh. It's so bad. It's so bad that you just got a laugh. But yeah, this was the introduction of it, folks. This is K9 and this is like one of those you know, end of the decade movie where, you know, it's like, Hey, what can we do? Let's like, you know, let's team up like a dog, you know, with, with a, with a bad tempered cop. And then I think, I think Turner and Hooch, do you remember the Tom Hanks one? Oh yes. Turner and, oh my gosh, Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. And I think, I'm not sure if this, they came out around about the same time, but maybe it was kind of like a competing, like, you know, film with, with, uh, with a different studio, but it might've been around about the same sort of time, so in this movie, you had a German Shepherd. In that movie, it was like a bull mastiff or something like that. So yeah, Tom Hanks, James Belushi, and it was called K9. So you know what? If you want to take a trip down memory lane, go check it out. You know, I'm sure you can get it on, on I think it's the play, on the Play Store for about two or three quid or something like that. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. So folks, those are your anniversary movies. Woo woo. <laughs> and <laughs> we are now going to um move into our review section and yeah. we've got yeah so I'm going to I'm going to speak uh, about a movie that I saw just recently developed okay now it's now do you remember when we first heard the news of Robert Pattinson becoming the Batman yes yes and we were like all right so we weren't really sure about Robert Pattinson and we're kind of like thinking okay so this is the guy from Twilight right and so what so I thought to myself you know what yeah you know what I want to kind of see more about what this guy's done and you know started looking online and everything and it turns out that his movie that he made just kind of like last year was just released release uh, re uh recently here in uh in australia so i went to the cinema to go check it out it's called high life and <laughs> it's it's really it's going to be really hard to describe what type of a movie this is so i'm going to give you a bare bones plot details okay so robert pattinson plays an inmate inmate sorry an inmate um he's he's an offender he's on he's on death row basically and he gets okay. given the chance to travel to space for an experiment alongside other inmates and one of the other inmates is uh, Andre 3000 Andre Benjamin 3000 oh, wow, from okay. uh, out, yeah from outcast and what and the person who's conducting the experiments is uh, Julie Julie Benoche. Now Julie Benoche is been in. She's she's like huge French actress. Like you know she's like big like you know French actress and she's been in loads of Hollywood movies. Um, Julie Benoche. I'm just typing this in while I'm like so unprofessional over here. <laughs> uh, Benoche. Julie Benoche. Last yeah. week we had Katie Sackhoff. What's next? Exactly. So Julie Bonosh, she's been in things like Chocolat, The English Patient, uh, Nonfiction, Who You Think I Am, Three Colours Blue. So huge, like French actress, like, you know, she's won awards, major awards, uh, you know, in France. And you know what, she's recognised in Hollywood as well. And, you know, basically all across the world. So she stars as kind of the, the person who's conducting these experiments. So they only pick people who are serving kind of like prison sentences life sentences and robert pattinson he is one of those people so the movie starts off with robert pattinson 
you know, he's in space, he's on a spacecraft, he's traveling through space and he's trying to fix something. And all we, we can hear him, all he can hear is like a baby screaming. And we're like, what? So the movie's, uh, the movie's disorientating. So, and as the movie progresses, you have, it's interspersed with different cuts, right? And I guess what the director was trying to, to achieve was this kind of this disorientation. And whilst I was watching the movie, I did feel disorientated. So I'm trying to piece together the image of him being in space and this this image of someone on Earth. And as the movie progresses, then you start to kind of add, you know, two and two together and you get this kind of bigger picture. So one word that I would kind of describe the movie is disturbing. There is a, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a rape scene in the movie. And, and I just thought to myself, you know what, Deval, it's been such a long time where I've seen, this is going to sound so strange, where I've seen a rape scene in a movie. And yeah, and this is like, when it, when it comes in the movie, right? I, I was like, shit, I was not prepared for it because it just kind of like it's building tensions building up with the inmates there's some female inmates there's this crazy doctor she's doing the experiments and the experiments are based around her wanting to create the perfect child so it's crazy where she gets the inmates to to basically uh give her their sperm so they've every so often they've got to go off into uh, a, a little box room and they've got to whack one out and give her the sperm. And they're doing this, they're doing this, they're doing this. And she is absolutely crazy because she wants this baby. And at the same time, they are hurtling through space into a black hole. Wow. A black hole. And oh. I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to basically figure out what this movie is and how best to describe it. And you know what? There's no, there's no way that I can sum this movie up. But if All a Matrix I can movie say is hard to describe. You got to see it for yourself. You got to see it for yourself. I see it and there's the, the, the tones of this tones of sunshine. Mm. There's tones of 2001: A Space Odyssey. There isn't like a lot, a lot of dialogue in the movie. And, you know, there is kind of like a bit of exposition where someone back on Earth is explaining what is going on to these people out in space. But it's a movie where you aren't given the answers and you have to go away and you have to figure out, right, okay, what did I just watch? What was the ending supposed to be? And what was it all for? So those are the types of questions that you're going to come away with. And I can't say to you, look, you know what, it's... People are calling this movie a masterpiece and there's other there's another side of the internet where are saying they just do not know what the hell this movie was trying to portray. And the the director is a French French director, her name is Claire Denis. It's her first uh, first um, English language movie and she's made loads of French movies and she's won awards back in France. And one of the things that appealed uh, to her, uh, the, the reason why she cast Robert Pattinson was, is he he chased her. He chased her, he hounded her and he said, I want to do this movie, I want to do this movie, I want to do this movie. And she was like... Mm, really this 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 road is for kind of like someone a bit older but i guess because he was so tenacious and because he was so kind of you know he wanted to work on this on this movie 
he 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 got it. And I gotta say, you know what? He's he's convincing. You know, he he is a good. He you know he does act really really well in this movie, and he plays, you know, a loner. He plays someone who's kind of you know, a person who's in his own head and, you know, we've, we're trying to figure out what is the relationship between him and the child that we see at the beginning and, you know, what happened to all these inmates and, you know, and then it kind of leads up to this ending, which is ambiguous to say the least. Um, and it's just one of those movies where you got to, got to go out and see it and you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And for me, I'm still not too sure about where I stand on the movie. Let's put it that way. And I may, um, when it comes out on 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 kind of like download or something, I've I've got to watch it again to be honest with you, just to kind of figure out because there's things in there that I, I might have missed. No, it sounds like an interesting film. I actually want to watch it. I've heard I've heard good things about it, and uh, I definitely want to see for myself what this is about. It just sounds intriguing, and it sounds like the sort of film you need yeah. to see because it sounds hard. To, it does sound hard to explain, but. I do like that actually. So yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll check it out. Yeah. So kind of like some of the tags that people use to describe the movie were disturbing, dark, confusing, unsettling, violent. And yeah, there are, like I said before. That's perfect for me. That's, that's what I, that's what I look for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of like one of the reasons why I was attracted to it. But also I wanted to kind of see what this guy, like, you know, his acting chops. And I, I, I kind of, what I got was he really goes into his roles and, you know, he goes deep down and he, he did a film with uh, another movie, which I haven't seen. It's called Metropolis, which is supposed to be like, you know, really good that he he hounded the director, um, a horror film director, actually, David Cronenberg, who directed the movie. And, um, you know, kind of same thing where, you know, he hounded the director. He said, look, he can do it. He can do it. He can do it. And then he does it. And people are kind of raving about his acting. So maybe good things will come out of him being the new Batman. So yeah, so that's called, that's called high life. And I'm not sure the release schedule back in the UK. So it may be that this, you're going to have to watch his folks when it comes out on, 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 on like on Netflix or something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure if it is on Netflix, but yeah, go check that one out if you can. Um, nice one. Yeah. So, so, so that's the uh, our movie review for this week, ladies and gentlemen. And on to hidden gems now. Now, Deval, I know your hidden gem garden is brimming, is brimming. But you know what? I wanted to bring a movie to hidden gems this week, and this yep. is a movie again, which, um, it's again, it's kind of like the less I say, the better it is, because you know this whole concept we've seen recently in Westworld where. You know, people have, um, have created in the TV show West Westworld. If you haven't seen the show, uh, ladies and gentlemen, where you know people have created a theme park where you can go into the theme park and play a character, and the people that you interact with in this theme park are basically lifelike. They are they're like real people. You can do anything and everything. You can you can kill people. You can you know you know swear at people. You can like you know have sex with 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 people. This is the world that's been created in the Westworld. And this movie called The 13th Floor, made in 1999, was produced by Roland Roland Emmerich. And Roland Emmerich, he did, I'm pretty sure he did Independence Day. Yeah, I think you're right there, yeah. I think he produced or he directed Independence Day. So yeah. before he did Independence Day, he made this movie called, or he produced this movie called uh, The 13th Floor. And it stars... Um, uh, Dennis Haysbert. Do you know who Dennis Haysbert is? 
Uh, no. Dennis Haysbert. Um, I'm going to just kind of like Google this right now, Deval, just so that I can kind of let you know who is. So... Um, this is the film, The 13th Floor from 1988. Is that the one? 1999. 99, okay. So, one from uh, 1988 as well. 1988. Okay, so this stars Craig Bierko. Oh, and it stars future Kingpin, future Daredevil star, Vincent uh, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Um, Dennis Haysbert, who later appeared in 24, uh, which I mean, I'm not sure if you kind of uh, watched 24. I'm not sure if you did. Uh, so, Craig, no. Craig Bierko, Vincent De, D'Onofrio, uh, Armin Mueller Stahl. All right, so. Um, Yes, he's got these characters. So it's the movie starts off in 1937. Okay, so we were in a kind of like in in 1937 Los Angeles, where this guy he's you know he's kind of like rich. He's you know takes a he's been picked up by a chauffeur and you know gets taken to kind of like you know a bar and you can see he's kind of like a bit of a, a bit of a ladies man and you know he. He he seems panicked. He seems kind of like as if there's some something on his on his mind, and he's quickly writing out a letter. And he goes to the, a barman and he says, "Look, when when Douglas Hall comes to the bar, I want you to give him this letter. It's very 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 important that you give him this letter." And then he goes off. He goes to bed. He wakes up, and it's modern day America. So it was 1937. He now wakes up and it's modern day America, or in this case, 1999 America. So what we realize is he was in a artificial world similar to what people created in Westworld, in the TV show Westworld. Are you serious? Yeah. So he's created this kind of, he, he and his company have created this kind of world so that they can go back into, you log in and you can jump into and you can become a character in this world. And so what happens is he he stumbles onto something and he realizes something's gone wrong. And before he can reveal what that story or, or what that thing is, he gets murdered. And then the story unfolds and his second in command played by Craig Bierko um, has to kind of put the pieces together, travel into the world into 1937 and figure out who was it that killed this guy. And you know what, Deval, now you've seen Westworld, right? And you've seen kind of like, yeah. you know, the obviously now from 2019, kind of like with the technology and everything. But I've got to say, this, if you like your fantasy and you like your kind of your AI and you love your, you know, that thing about traveling into other worlds and the kind of murder mystery, and which this is, this is kind of like a, a film noir, like a murder mystery of who done it, and it's set in nineteen thirty seven. You know what? It's it's a decent, it's a, it is a decent movie, and it might not keep you like kind of like gripped for throughout the one and a half hours, but I guarantee you one thing: you're not going to fall asleep which you might be prone to be doing and uh, when you're watching a movie. But yeah, man, it was, uh, you know what? I thought it was actually a really good movie and it's definitely a hidden gem where, ah. yeah, it's, de it's definitely one of those movies where you kind of like the 13th floor, who are these actors? These are like, you know, the only people that we probably know now is, is, is Vincent from, from Daredevil. But back in the day he was making movies like this and a lot of people are calling it kind of like a B movie knockoff of, 
for example, the, uh, a dark, no, um, what was that one? A dark world? Not a dark place? Uh, dark world dark world yeah so it's kind of like in similar vein where you know you've got this noirish thriller of of piecing together you know who is the killer and why is this kind of killer doing what he's doing but it's set in a world which is so alien to what we know which is modern day you know life and this is set in 1937 so um hopefully i've i've done the movie a bit of justice so go check it out it's actually on you can actually find this movie on netflix deval Oh, wicked. Nice one. I think I will actually. Yeah, go check it out. It's called The 13th Floor, ladies and gentlemen. It's back from 1999. Give it give it a gander and let us know what you think. And if you hated it, fair enough. No problem. If you were expecting <laughs> a bit more. But if you loved it, well, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear from gander. you. Give it a gander. Yeah. All right. Oh. So, folks, that is it for this week. Uh, Deval, what are we watching? What yes, are we, it is. What are we going to be watching next week? Uh, next week. Uh, what do we have next week? Uh, next week we have. Um, well, next week I'm gonna. Tr- I'm, I'm gonna try and watch Lion King. I've meant to watch it this week. Sure. Didn't get a chance, but I will try for next week. Uh, to watch the Lion King. Apart from that, I know we've got some uh, releases. Uh, next week we got. We got well. We got the uh, the Comic Con news uh, for next week, and then in the cinema we've got uh, a Current War, which is mm. the sort of Edison and and uh tesla sort of situation going on sure uh there's a film called teen spirit which i think is meant to be good the intruder good film mm. with, with megan megan uh good and michael ely and and uh dennis quaid good film right uh and then week after that fast and furious is coming out yeah uh, hubs and shaw so there's a few films still to come out that will yeah we'll definitely have some uh some more reviews coming out soon. brilliant okay Keep it locked, ladies and gentlemen, and yep. um, support us. <laughs> Definitely do. On social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, make sure you follow us uh, before we follow you. Uh, peace out. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast. <laughs>